0: As Today is a Mother's Day. <clears throat> Instead of uh, going through a David series, and I decide to take this time to deliver a special message. But one thing I didn't want to do is to give another. You ought to be certain kind of godly moms. It just rather than instruction, it brings more burden, uh, expectations. But one. Simple truth kind of was ringing in my my mind as I thought about mother 's Day. Sometimes, when you think about just a horizontal relationship, we think about uh, especially receiving honor and being recognized. A lot of you are moms. we have so many moms in uh, young moms in our, in our congregation as well. but one truth. from the scripture is that primarily it's God's command for universal uh, context in every culture. That's why innately Christians or not, atheists or not, every culture has this universal axiom, ethical axiom you ought to honor Your parents, and that comes from starting with the Ten Commandments, and then Fourth Commandment, which is actually First Commandment for our relationship with others, our neighbor. Commandments one, two, three, is in regards to our relationship with the Heavenly Father, God the Almighty. So I think thinking about the uh, mother, the word mother, we just saw it's a very fun video about what our kids think of their mom. What does your mom mean to you? And maybe it's our turn to think about what does my mom mean to me? What does the word mother mean? bring to you and remind you. I found this quote by, by Howard Johnson. I guess it's a famous enough to be easy to find. I just wanted to find Mother's Day quote. And this is, uh, as a lyricist, that he uh, used the acronym, Mother. M is for the million things she gave me. O means only that she's growing old. T is for the tears she shed to save me. H is for her heart of purest gold. E is for her eyes with love light shining. R means right, and right she, she'll always be. Put them all together, they spell Mother a word that means of the world to me. It rings true to our hearts. Right? And today's passage mentions the Old Testament command repeated several times, starting with the Ten commandment, which is Exodus 12, and Deuteronomy 6. It's a we reiterated again. But New Testament is continually being universal, lasting principle. Let's look at the passage one more time. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1 through 3. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is a quotation from the Old Testament. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. The question that we need to ask first is to whom do these two commands, obey and honor, apply? First command. Obey. This command is applied for all minor children. Uh, In in our society, context is at the age of 18, you become legal adult, right? Under that we call them minor because they are under parental care and the final authority of their Life is actually under parental authority. So, biblically speaking, the Bible speaks to that. But it's not really clear. 18 is that, oh, you don't have to obey. You know, that means the college kids, you don't have to obey, right? It has a connotation the people, children that are still under parental authority, which includes our college kids as well. Of course, we need to continually treat them with respect. Uh, but I want us to be very clear on this. Between husband and wife, the word obey is never used. Submission is used. Between um, minor children and and the parents. The word obey is so much deeper degree of sub subordination. Submission is a mutual submission. As the God the Son submits to to the God the Father, the wives are too submissive be to submit to to husband. But this is not a obey and command relationship at all. The same thing with when we become adults. Adult children are not necessarily to obey because sometimes, in many cases, the adult children who have grown up became not only mature but wiser, more equipped with life. But there's a little caveat. And I'm going to hold uh, hold back on that a little for a little later. But the word command, the honor, this is a command that applies for every single one of them. Including 70 year old son or daughter who has living mom or dad. And the question is before we look look at some details of what does it look like, what does it mean? But maybe we should think about why, reasons, from this text to begin with. The reason for honoring your mother, number one, it starts with it is right in God's eyes. Um, there is, even for the minor children, there is a Conditional phrase. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. In other words, ultimate authority, ultimate loyalty when it comes to the final authority has to be the Lord. So this is a little tricky uh, situation. Let's say your Muslim family became a follower of Christ. Will you Obey as a young children who wants to get baptized your father, your mother, or your God. In the Lord, clarifies your first loyalty. But because of honoring is attached to that, how you obey has to be honoring way. So, even in our church, uh, our youth will get baptized, and the first thing that we will say is about their assurance of salvation, but the secondly that we will uh, advise our young men, young young women, to ask for p- approval, permission from their parents and they happen to be Buddhists, for example, or atheists who is agnostic who is just uh, very opposing to Christian concepts at all, then we will say, let's be careful about how we obey God's command, not rushing into it, maybe pray for them, maybe give them uh, time to turn around. The same thing with when you're getting married as well. Kate and I, lived in eight months of darkness. He said, her dad find out we're dating. He literally said to her, over my dead body. Why? Because he's a pastor. You're going to be poor and persecuted by church woman for the rest of your life. I put everything into you. She's a treasure. I'm the gorilla who's tr- stealing <laughs> <silly>, the tr- <laughs> I don't know how many times we struggled with that. You know, one time I, I basically said, okay, I don't care about what your mom mommy thinks. I'm going to propose anyway between you and me. But well, she would say, no way. <laughs> but good thing we waited. Good thing we prayed for his heart turn turn around. Of course, God was helpful because there was a car accident on the freeway, and after that he goes, Okay, you get married. That happened. But honoring our mother, and obviously fathers as well. But since today is a Mother's Day, we're going to focus on honoring mom. Applies for everyone. Yes, including those of you who had bad memories about your childhood and blatantly immoral. Unethical, abusive moms. Bible commands honor your mom. Number two, we'll find out why and then how. Uh, it pleases the Lord. Colossians three twenty and first Timothy five four, the words is more than right. Pleases the Lord. And as we just read, it is the first commandment with a promise of blessing. And in Old Testament, the Old Covenant is immediate uh, ramification is there. So you shall lo- have a long life and have a land. That's a physical, literal meaning. And the New com- Covenant, it is actually the eternal life eternal living with god that we are indwelling with god so which means that even all the old testament we were people were saved by grace and through faith and faith alone the christ came and what christ has done has been applied to backwards and forwards in other words before P, the before christ all the people that blood grace meant through faith, they, were, they became righteous. Not because they obeyed this law, this commandment, along with other commandments. They will receive it. But in Old Testament, there was a reward and the consequence. If you do this, you will get this kind of thing. In the New Testament, what it means is that it is actually evidence and fruit of living under God's grace. God's will, God's reign, and God's blessing. In other words, this is one of the evidences that you show that you belong to God. Your salvation. So in one sense, this is saltiness of Christ's followers. What do I mean? Christian's family, the way we treat our moms and dads must be radically different from the world. I do not care what kind of culture it might be. Many of us, including me, has a dual culture, right? There's an Asian culture and there's an American culture. And I didn't know, but lately I'm finding more and more out. Although I thought deeply I'm Korean, in so many ways, my ways have been Americanized, and I prefer that way. But I cannot use my American culture to say, oh, it doesn't apply to me. So what does it mean? What does scripture says about honoring our mothers? First of all, there are four things, really briefly. It means to show her your respect regardless of merited reasons. But always based on your respect, base your respect on God and God's authority. Listen to this. This is uh, Deuteronomy, uh, chapter five, verse sixteen. It's once again reiterating ten commandments. What? um, And look at the quote. Verse sixteen: Honor your father and your mother, as the Lord your God commanded you that your days may be long and that it may go well with you in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. As the Lord your God commanded you. a fundamental difference as a Christ follower in honoring God is we honor our moms based on God's command and based on who she is in our lives. God placed her as moms in our lives. That's the fundamental reason. That's why we can even honor those moms who seem to be not respectable at all. And maybe they're drug addicts, or maybe they're abusive moms. But honor that God commands us is the same. But 99% of us all have moms are such a wonderful, the closest, the picture of unconditional love, where do you get it? From our moms. The way that we, we were cared by. Our moms. Sacrificial love. So when we think about. Even those reasons. We need to. Show respect. Willingly respect our moms. Respectable qualities as well. And their heritage. Number two. What does it mean to honor your mother? It means to make her glad by being a good son, a good daughter to your mother. Uh, two proverbs and coinciding and pointing to the same direction. First one is a Proverbs twenty-two, verse twenty-four to twenty-five. The father of the righteous will greatly rejoice. He who fathers a wise son, a wise daughter, will be glad in him. Let your father and mother be glad. Let her who bore you rejoice. Proverbs 10, verse 1. Wise son makes a glad father and mother. But a foolish son is a sorrow to his mother. So I know uh, some of us are hesitancy about the cultural way, and the Asian culture obviously puts a lot of guilt and, and dutifulness of children doing good things to please their parents. We need to make this very clear in our head. The first of all, our being wise and being prudent son and prudent daughter is the fundamental way of making our moms happy, glad. Not doing things. So for those of us financially tight, you cannot send your mom to Europe or one of these tours in, in uh, Sequoia or these you know, the tourist places or Hawaii. But by being a good son, by really taking care of ourselves, their days are not sorrowful see m- moms continually worry about us right and then as i'm getting older i come to realize this will never end do your moms do this i'm 53 years old Sh- my mom clips what's good for me vegetable <laughs> and the use use paper article and put it in, literally put it in the envelope and saw White's letter, you need to eat green. <laughs> 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 She's 82 years old. She will never end. It will never end on our part. So let's think about even not just on a Mother's Day, but on a daily basis. What will make my mom glad? It is right. If I eat right and become more healthy. Of course, she's very proud of my pastoral ministry. And we'll talk about that a little bit. I don't want to go ahead. Number three. It means to esteem her for sh- who she is in your life rather than despising or neglecting her. Another verse from Proverbs 22:22. 22, 22. Listen to your father who gave your life, gave you life, and do not despise your mother when she is old. Oh, this hurts. Because we think that valuing our mom our moms externally and internally must have these qualities. Yes, they used to have wonderful qualities. But aging turned them around into very different persons. She's not beneficial anymore. Right? Or Her attractiveness, her poise, and in my mom's case—she was always respected. When, uh, when I go places, I I love that. Now, you think I'm not hearing well? She's really ha- have a hearing problem. So, uh, I think she repeats herself all over and over. Um, and one of the one of the convicting thing for me was that. My mom and I have a very honest, in a good way, honest relationship. In our in our family culture, good things and bad things we express. We are allowed to express. I'm thankful for that. So Kate was surprised when I was yelling at mom, fighting on the phone, and at the end of that, I gotta go, mom. I love you, and hang up. How can you say I love you at the end of that, right? Do I esteem her? In the name of being honest, in the name of being comfortable with her, and be authentic with her, I would not have treated one of you that way. I yelled at her. I would lose temper on her. Of course, because of this same thing about diet and same thing about eating green. And she will leave a message and then answering machine runs out. And then she will call again. It's Anyway, I'm continuing on. Do I esteem her? I, I really need to repent on this. Oh, so, some of us might not show the despising attitude or uh, disrespectful attitude. Mm-hmm. But some of us are, learn to live indifferently. That's worse. Because the opposite of, hate, opposite of hate, opposite of love is not hate. It is apathy, indifference, neglecting her. Number four. What does it mean to honor your mother? It means to take care of your mother in her old age or in serious sickness or needs. 1 Timothy 5, verse 4 and 8 points the principle, biblical principle, and we're going to talk about different kind of cultural application. But we ought to pay attention to universal, lasting truth and biblical principle first. Verse 4 says, But if a widow has children or grandchildren, let them first learn to show godliness to their own household. Priority. Concentric circle. To make some return to their parents. For this is pleasing in the sight of god but if anyone does not provide for his relatives and especially for the for members of his household he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever wow western culture and Eastern culture both have strength and weaknesses. Both have some close biblical principles that is coinciding or very, very different from biblical principle. So not one culture is superior to the other. Let's make that very clear. But when it comes to respecting elderly honoring parents, the Eastern culture has a good value. We ought to embrace it as a heritage. The bad thing about that is it became guilt. There's a fight, notorious fight among the siblings. Who's going to take care of mom? Who's going to take care of dad? In the old days, uh, even just 20, 30 years ago, It just used to be just a firstborn automatic rule. But not anymore, isn't it? And I know what some of you are thinking. Because they don't know. They need professionals when they're old. The senior housing, uh, they could live with other elderly people and have a wonderful hobby, When they get sick, 24 hour care and nursing home, that's way to go. And I am not denying that this is a bad example. What is a bad example is in the name of cultural differences that we lose honoring attitude, invisible thing, right? And neglect. So in this sense our missionaries who are giving their entire life to the unreached people group in remote area of China came back to honor their parents That's wonderful and whenever i talk to skype with wade i hear this yelling ah! it's helen's father who's not doing well and who doesn't sometimes not coherent in her, in his head it's very difficult and her mom's not well either and very opinionated just think about how draining that would be day to day but they chose that as their application but some of our congregation i'm proud of like you know susie and jay they're putting their heart into caring for their mom in the nursing home because of her sickness and whatnot but their attentiveness is there that's honoring that's caring when i was a youth pastor we used to have a nursing home ministry every once a month we would take the School and youth group kids to nursing home to sing really just upbeat songs and they become alive. And then I do traditional hymn, and then all of a sudden these grandmas and grandpas who used to who have this dementia not, remember those emotions and there's a tears coming down. And I became one of a friend to many of them because of regular visit. We did we did four years in a row. And I find out many of those elderly people don't even get a one single visit. Not even a Christmas Day. Not even a Thanksgiving day. And those are the days we chose to go because of those reasons. That's neglect. That's dishonoring. Yes, you are well educated. We are ed- educated. We know better options. We should provide that. But our attitude. Praying for them. Be attentive for them. Even when she doesn't even recognize you. Or he doesn't even recognize you. We should honor them. That's a biblical command. I could end here. But I thought about keeping it very practical. So I thought about uh, what I'm going to apply. This is my suggestion, but actually this is more my application. Five practical ways to honor your mother. Number one, express your gratitude for her love, sacrifice, and giving in big and small ways I need to say this first for this one I'm intentionally including everyone there express your gratitude for her love, sacrifice and giving in big and small ways For those of us fortunate enough, lucky, and blessed enough to have uh, moms around us, yes, we should express gratitude to her, even today. Don't let your children do it for you, because it's awkward. Tell your grandma you love her. (laughs) I love you, mom. Thank you for, we should do that. Even if it's awkward. But for those of us who don't have moms anymore, we could still express thank God for her, write a letter to her, and be very specific. Isn't it true that when our kids write birthday, uh, the Mother's Day card or Father's Day card, thank you, Mom, for everything. I love you. And there's one kid. Thank you for when you did this, it meant so much for me. And then I actually am moved. Uh, Silas is most emotionless guy. But he volunteered for this video. And he did. I I really admire Kate for this quality. Our kids. And and they're not doing well. Instead of coming to me. The veteran youth pastor. They go to her. And she's easy to. Approachable. And she understands better. And then it means so much. Even for me to hear that. We ought to do that. Express our gratitude. Let's not take our moms for granted. Mom's supposed to be doing that. No. Number two. Show respect and care for your mom in her love language. See, even between husband and wife, we have a problem, right? So, you know, husband's language might be touch. For example, I'm a hugging guy. You know that, right? You're near me, I'm going to hug you. (laughs) Um, And the kids really don't appreciate that much. And even the words, I love you, and she has, to, she has to have the meaning that if I say I love you too much, she will get okay, okay, okay. <laughs> well, what's her level of language? When language? When I do the, to me, it doesn't mean a thing, but when I do the dishes and clean up and the bathroom's nice, so there's a smile. <laughs> what does your mom like? Isn't it true that sometimes we find our most convenient days, convenient ways, especially for those of us, you know, have been successful in our career, just buy her something and give her material things. Expecting that, Mom, you should be happy. What she wants is attentiveness. Maybe she wants to sit down with you. She wants wants you to listen to her. She wants you to have a quality time. And I realized that too. My mom has been calling me constantly. So I, I've been literally avoiding her, <laughs> letting her leave a message and vo- voicemail. So I did that so many times. So she really needed to get a hold of me. She would call my cell phone ho- first and the home phone. And then home phone answering machine is still on. And then she, I don't need to call, then she will call Kate. Maybe show respect in her language is that I pick up the phone. (laughs) Oh, that hurts. (laughs) Number three, forgive her for past failures and shortcomings with you especially during your childhood and adolescent years, because those scars remain. We get stuck with that for the rest of our lives, right? Um, I told you I'm going to be practical, and this makes me a little vulnerable because I, I, unless I share my r- real problems, and I, this will not be helpful for you. Um, As you know, I was born in a doctor's family, and my mom was intellectual as well, and I'm the youngest one who's athletic, who was athletic, not anymore. (laughs) Uh, But athletics didn't count in our, uh, our home. Those who cannot study play sports, that was their mentality my my bro- brother was a brain in the family he will get straight A's without trying don't you hate those people <laughs> my 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 sister the oldest one is was a multi-talented musically arts she will get viewers and she became later composer and professor in university so I'm the one who is just out of place. And then if I look at Seth right now, I get glimpses of flashbacks of my childhood. Because Seth is most like me. Seth gets straight A's. He is most diligent, accomplishing student of our old four sons. And I was a lousy kid who was just playing with mud and sports all the time, but my grace, I didn't care. And I go, if mom took care of me, be attentive. She got busy. She, she had a reason. She taught my, my mom, and my mom taught intensively getting my sister prepared for first grade, my brother, first grade. When I was about kindergarten age, she got busy with her ministry at church. So I was neglected. I wasn't a good student. My elementary school, I was a troublemaker because I played soccer and played play all these sports and broke glasses, glasses and skipped school. and All those things were happening. On top, of, on top of it all, during our family gatherings, if I say something, there was a remarks, well, What do you know? the youngest troublemaker. And then my my brother, because he's su- such a articulate guy, whatever she wants, she will articulate. I still remember he played basketball for two months, and he got all the equipment, and he quit. But he still got those things. My, mom, my sister got it. But I wanted to play sports, and she would say... No, you need to wait. So to say the least, I think I have childhood wounds. I really literally felt I was a black sheep. There was a favoritism. During my adolescent years, I didn't say much at all at home. I was a quiet, very moody, depressed guy at home. Outside, I became a leader. My friends loved me. Everywhere I go, I became a huge leader. People loved me. So consequently, what happened is even in ministry, I was driven. What am I trying to prove? My worth, apart from Christ? It took me years. I think it was maybe somewhere in my late 30s, I finally decided to forgive my mom. And my dad as well, but that forgiveness was God's grace. I was freed. I no longer have to prove my self-worth. And some of you guys know what i 'm talking about. I will be successful, so i 'll prove to you that 's anger to my mom and my dad and my sister, my brother. What am I doing if I live in the God, god's grace so it's been wonderful in crossway I literally been free from the drivenness. Actually, if you, you could ask Kate. My dr- ministry dr- drivenness in ministry is not there anymore. I have nothing to prove. I live in grace. And I love my mom. And there's a warmth and you know, care and affection for my brother and sister. The whole thing is there. And then my mom, because of my brother's sickness, you know what? She calls me now Every time when we get together, even today, I, I bet she will say that again. Paul, I'm so proud of you. You're the pillar of our family. <laughs> what? Troublemaker? Flagship? Pillar of my f- So I, I, I need to be mindful of continually forgiving her and release, releasing her and that I don't live in that captivity. And some of you Need to do that today. Maybe it's your dad, but it's your mother's day, starting with your mom. Have you forgiven your mom? Maybe your scar is not deep as my adolescent teenage year or childhood wounds. Maybe five years ago something happened, 10 years ago. Have you forgiven her? Number four. Obey her wishes if you can, not because you have to, but because you want to please your mom. This is a very deliberate sentence for, on my part. I wanted to use the word obey. I just said the command obey is applicable to the minor children only, right? So you and I need, don't need to obey. But I realized in order to honor her, Sometimes we need to obey her wishes, even if that's not what I think is really the right thing to do or, or must be done to do. Let me give you an example. Remember my brother's book? Uh, he, in spite of his uh, speech impediment, you know, he's out of ministry and he can't really speak at all, but because of friends' help, And their initiative, all the writings my brother's already done, took it and became a book. And then it's selling really well. And my mom's really proud of my brother. I am too. So she asked me, knowing that I gave some books to some of our church members as a gift for their mom, and or their mom and dad. So she goes, I have eight relatives I need to I want you to send. Could you send it to me? <sighs> do we have to? Can they can I just give them phone number and they call this number and order and they will deliver you? Deliver them? So I oh, no no this is our that's something I must to do. So I reluctantly obey what she, she wanted. But I said, Ma, I'll do it in one condition. Don't call me every day. Give me at least two weeks. One week to order the book from Korea that we need to have eight, nine books. The bookstore might not have it. And then number two, after the bookstore call me, they say the books arrived. Give me one week to send them. So I need to package and put it in and put a little note. And that will take me one week. right? Uh, she called me every day. <laughs> Did the book arrive? I told you, mom. Uh, you know, to think about it. She's an 82-year-old m- mom. and She has nothing to do. It's, it's all intention. So, Keep on avoiding her call, and she will receive. I just want to know. Just call me and tell me the book arrived today. And I couldn't resist. Okay, if I tell her book arrived, she's going to stop calling. So I called her. (laughs) Book arrived. And then that was Friday. Monday, Monday is my day off. My Sabbath day. I don't usually meet people on those days. I don't usually do ministry. Try to stay away from that. She calls me Sunday night. and That's a lot of work. If you don't do it on Monday, day off, you're going to put it off and it's going to take another several days. Can you do it on Monday? I don't return her call. She calls again. Can you do it on Monday? Just to tell me, call me and then I will not call again and just leave a message that You did it on Monday. Uh, I was going to do it Friday. But I thought about honoring her. And I decided to do it that day. And it wasn't easy. Because of buying this certain type of envelope with a bubble to fit in. (laughs) And then finding out their uh, address and making a label. And then because of these relatives are elderly, Korean elderly, I have to write a note. Because my mom's wishes, I'm sending you this. And from Paul and I have to say all that in Korean. To, to, to write that eight letters in Korean, eight hours work for me. <laughs> so I decided to become smart. I decided to use computer. I'm still lousy in, in Korean typing, it's very lousy, but I could still type. So I made that and then changing the name only So same letter. So I packed it. I took it to the post office. And I finished everything. It took me about a couple of hours. And I came home. I'm still simmering inside. I shouldn't be calling her. That Mom, I did it. I didn't want to do it. I just waited one more day. And then finally called her. So as I was preparing this message, that incident was just Slapping me several times. I don't have to obey. Yeah, of course. That's very, very difficult way, mom. But if I honor her in her old age, she's not like us. Very efficient and, and quick about things. Her obsession is on there. Am I trying to change her? She's not going to change. You know that. Some of some of the annoying characteristics. Your, my, my, your mom has. Or your dad has. Will not change. So am I willing to obey? Not because I have to. But because I want to. To please her. To honor her. The last one. Return her sacrifice for you. Keyword here's your gladness with gladness in the role reversal of caregiving with your aging or sick mom. I think it's not just my case, and you are experiencing too. So once one day you will feel if you haven't felt it yet. Suddenly, the role reversal happened. Your mom needs you more than you need her. Your mom is more needy than helpful and beneficial. Your your mom might not be sick or in deep financial trouble, but she constantly needs your help. What's our typical Western attitude? Why should I? Ask your husband, mom. Or oh, you mean your dad? Oh, you know she, he's very Asian, so he's not going to help me on the. Remember how much she sacrificed? For you even even my childhood, the dark memories are there, but I still remember the, the, during the nights she stayed up with me when I had a fever and she would co- constantly caress my tummy when I had tummy ache and she would pray for me and she will sing for me. So before we think about our own culture, efficient American culture, we lose nothing by accommodating our mom's culture in honoring her, to make her feel valued, understood, I told you in the beginning of the message that this message is more for me because at every point I feel convicted. brothers and sisters Mother's Day is a day to thank God for his grace through our moms. Let's get that straight first. Even though you're mom, because you also have a mother who's given by God. And may our church filled with people who are liberated from the captivity of culture or preference that we are willing to be someone we are not in in the sense that cultural adaptation or accommodation to honor our moms and dads. And may God be pleased in so doing, in our obedience, the aroma of Jesus will be evident For unbelieving friends, to those around us, our unbelieving friends. Why do you do it? Because I love the Lord, and He's pleased. And I'm learning to love my mom even more so. Have a wonderful Mother's Day. May God be with you as you apply these five practical ways along with me. Let's pray. Father, um when we look to you uh, for your command uh, we begin to realize how self-centered we are in our own culture. The good things are from our mom we are so quick to take but anything that causes trouble or inconvenience we want to stay in and within our efficient culture. Teach us to, to love and honor and respect our moms sacrificially and learning to obey God's commandments more than anything, Lord and change our hearts and make our hearts sensitive and tender toward, toward our moms and dads. Experiencing freedom from forgiving them for their failures and shortcomings. And I pray for the people who feel loss and pain because of Mother's Day. Reminded of them. And I pray that your mercy and comfort will be on them. And I need your sovereign care that you will prompt them also to express their gratitude for their mom to you. And they will uh, thank God for their mom. And remember this day as an honorable day. We thank you for all the benefits and the richness of your blessing through our moms. We pray all these things in the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen.